Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Storm Local. We are expecting a blizzard <laughs> with 12 to inches of snow, which will be turned into bloody rain and wind for the Wales coast. So there you go. Anyways, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable me. And all the way across from the pond is the gold standard in ghost hunting himself, Mr. Parascience, Steve Parson. Yeah, and I'd just like to uh, thank America for the storms that we're having. Uh, yesterday, we had 80-mile-an-hour winds, which wrecked our coastline. Today, as we speak, it's 71, out, blowing 71 outside, and tomorrow it's going to be blowing 80. Really? Yeah, we keep getting... Oh, I mean, this, yeah. is our, this is our sixth major storm in two weeks. Are you getting snow? Uh, no, we're just getting uh, massive winds. What, what and because, you get a little bit of wind. Uh, a little bit of wind, which is wrecking our coast roads. Oh, well. And flooding all of our villages. The queen will but pay. I don't, but I don't care because I live 400 feet above sea level. So. The queen will pay for it. be fine. Uh, well, we had Prince Charles visiting some of the flooded areas around Downton Abbey today. But oh, as much use as clicking like on Facebook, I reckon. Good, good, good. Yeah, there you you go, know, anyway. I saw that, by the way, and um, you, you don't seem too happy that the, the prince went out there to check it out. Oh, well, as I said, I'm a, I'm a confirmed royalist, but, you know, I mean, actually, this morning, I, I really should go back on and uh, click, uh, redo that work, because he did donate £50,000, uh, as did um, the Duke of Westminster, towards the flood relief effort so uh, it was more than a bit like a bit more than clicking like on facebook but have you noticed that you know whenever there's a disaster and there's an appeal for help you know please click like and show your support well don't no don't click like just give money send some quid send some quids yeah there you go so anyways, uh, I'm proud to announce, of course, that uh, you will be coming over here uh, this fall, and I'm really excited about that. So uh, I, I wanted to, you know, kind of let people know what they're in for. And one of the things that you and I are going to be doing together is, is this really cool thing that you've invented. And I guess you've invented it. Would you call it invented? I don't know what would you call it. Well, <laughs> devised. <laughs> Devised. Um, yeah, it goes back a few. It, actually, I, I'm only going to take half the credit because Anne also contributed uh, to the original idea. Um, so you want to be a so you want to be a ghost hunter. Uh, it's it, it's had various incarnations over the years because obviously new techniques, uh, new ideas have to be considered, and also the the whole concept has to be adapted for an ever changing audience. Uh, so the it's very never, first thing, changing technology. Uh, well, that's what I said. Um, but of course, the very first concept you will uh, you will be familiar with because it was done with our old your old sparring partner Richard Felix in the form of a video. 
Oh, God uh, bless your soul. So entitled, uh, in, actually entitled, So You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter, uh, which was actually more famous for the outtakes than anything else. Mm. Um, but then for uh, after a, a hiatus, it was redefined into a proper uh, series of structu- a structured course, which I worked on with Kieran O'Keefe. Um, again, the same title, So You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter. And we ran that successfully in the UK for uh, about two years. Um, And I think, as I spoke to you a few weeks ago, it's actually um, time it was was dusted down and revamped again, but this time for the specific and slightly different needs of American investigators. There's a great deal that we we have in common, of course, but there are some subtle differences. Um, And... I don't want the title to put people off. So you want to be a ghost hunter because it, I was it's. Ask you about that. Yeah, I mean, we were just looking for a. I mean, it, it just happened. Um, it, it, it actual fact the, the the title could be slightly off putting to those who are already experienced investigators. So um, maybe we ought to rename it. Well, we could rename it, but it, that's the name it's always had. Um, <laughs> But it is designed for, you know, to be accessible from everybody, from somebody who wants to consider their very first steps in paranormal investigation, specifically ghost, uh, ghost investigating, uh, right through to people who have had years and years of experience. Um, hopefully everybody will, will be able to take something from the, from the, the course. Uh, it's also been designed into a one-day package that can be delivered um, – together with uh, a supporting investigation. So they get to go through not just the theory, but also the practical. And it's, it's highly interactive as well. It's not just sitting in a, in a classroom and being droned at by you and me um, for an entire day. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, uh, I know that you're a ghost hunter because the Wall Street Journal called you the ghost standard in ghost hunting. So I, I know that you're a ghost hunter. And I know that I'm a ghost hunter because I was doing plumbing before I came on the show. So <laughs> I'm more than aptly uh, trained for it. Uh, so, you know, that's it's interesting. A lot of people ask, you know, there's so much. What's the word? Um, uh grief uh, so much you know controversy over ghost hunting certification and all this so i i don't know it's not like that is it no no uh, and i think i would be one of the i would be absolutely the last person to offer any form of certificate um or accreditation Oh, we're going to give them a, a completion certificate. Of uh, yeah, a, a being there certificate. I certainly wouldn't accredit anybody um, as it's not a formal course. Right. You, know, you, it, you, people will be ghost hunters regardless of whether they do the course or not. the The idea is to give people the additional information that maybe they're not getting from the media, or maybe the you know busy lives they're not able to act. And you know, a lot of the information that that uh, amateur ghost hunters need and require is actually buried deep within scientific journals that that are you know pretty inaccessible you have to be either a member of one of these organizations like the society for psychical research or it's an american equivalent or over here uh, we have asap also um, and their journals contain these peer reviewed uh, research articles that the general public the the amateur ghost hunters really don't get the information that's contained in them. Um, 
And so they're, they're sort of left adrift slightly by the academic mainstream. And this course aims to, to provide a bridge between that academic uh, information um, and their own skills, to build upon their own skills. It's not teaching anybody how to be a ghost hunter. Um, and I, I think it would be arrogant of me to, to assume that because it, everybody has to devise methods and techniques that work best for themselves and to work best for their own team dynamic. What works great for parascience may not work, for example, for New England Ghost Project. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the foundation stones are the same. The, the key pieces of information that we require are the same. Um, and so these are, this is what So You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter aims to try and provide. Right. And then, of course, as you mentioned before, there will be actual investigating so you can apply some of these techniques. And uh, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, there is a theoretical component to the, to the uh, course. Um, which will take place during the daytime. But the, even the theoretical component is devised into highly interactive, separate modules that cover, for example, interviewing techniques. It looks at the, the history of ghost hunting. It looks at the equipment and the techniques used in the equipment, the selection of equipment, for, for example, and then what to do with the information that the equipment provides you with. So, You know, you've got your sound recording, you've got your pictures, so what can you do with them? How can they help the investigator? Um, but it's done in an interactive way, so, that, you know, it, it really is, you know, it, it's no fun being sat in a classroom all day, let's be honest, uh, listening to somebody waffling on and expecting you to make notes. So uh, even the notes and, you know, the course is fully supported as well, so everybody will be going away with all of the information in a written format, So they only have to make the bare minimum uh, number of notes during the day. And they're working in groups. So the, uh, when we've run it here in the UK, uh, in, its, in its UK version, uh, you know, people found it to be fun, uh, friendly. It was a, it was a good, good event. And, of course, immediately afterwards, um, it's combined with uh, a practical investigation so that people can go out and try out the ideas, see if they work. Or, or see if they want to modify them and come back and make suggestions because, you know, w we don't have all the answers and maybe the people on the course will be able to, or hopefully will provide input into the course and into the people, uh, the other people who are on the course. Um, and so it's a two-way interactive process throughout. And, yes. of course, you'll be involved as well because you are New England's very own Van Helsing. There you go. So, I mean, does it, does it vary from my paranormal CSI course? It it, it is similar. Um, there's no doubt it's sim there are similarities, but um, I think it has a slightly broader approach in some areas and a more specific approach in other areas. Um, now, as I said, I've tried to tailor it, and with your help, over the next few months, we will we will uh, hone it and tune it for the American investigators. Mm -hmm. um, because there are subtle and slight differences. Uh, I think it would be complementary to paranormal CSI and add on to it rather than uh, a competitor for it. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I, I actually, the, one of the reasons, you know, that I started bringing people over here way back in the, the beginning when I brought uh, Haunted Deb on over here is that I wanted to, you know, see what other 
teams from other parts of the world were doing and, and how they varied and, and the sheer knowledge with them. And, and I, I really enjoy that part of it. Uh, you know, I've taken some things uh, for better or worse and, and uh, you know, I, I like doing them. Now, for instance, uh, one of the, the most enjoyable things that I do, and I know you absolutely hate it, but I, I think it's so much fun and it may have nothing to do, and I'm sure it has nothing to do with uh, scientific investigation of ghosts, is glass swirling. Absolutely love glass swirling. I could go to a bar on a Saturday night in glass swirling, honestly. Uh, it, it is so much enjoyable and uh, it's, it's interesting too. It's some of the, the uh, information that comes out. So it, it's kind of a cool thing. So that's, that's one thing I did learn from the, the British. So you have to own up to that, whether you like it or not. So. <laughs> But there are others. I mean, there are much better examples than that. But that's one I just absolutely love. Well, I don't think there's any contradiction between psychical research and well, glass divination. I don't think the British necessarily invented it. Or um, I, I know that there are a lot of sceptical uh, opinions and modern researchers tend to be highly critical of Ouija board or glass divination mm-hmm. or any of these other forms of uh, like dowsing, and I, I guess rightly so. I, you know, I think you should be, you know, you should be critical and skeptical of the results that you're getting oh, on me. your on your EVP machine um, yeah. and on your and on your camcorder. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think it would be fair to say that an objective researcher. I mean, certainly, you know, if, if you want to carry out experiments that involve uh, forms of divination, for example, a Ouija board, then it can be done in a way that is controlled uh, to an to an extent, mm-hmm. and where the results can be tested in a in, in a you know in a meaningful way. And I don't think it goes against the the grain of psychical research to explore these possibilities. But, you know, just rolling up at a haunted house and fishing a Ouija board out of your, your, your flight case and then all sitting around and, you know, taking the information on face value as being de facto from spirits, I think is where the mistake is. Um, you know, we've, we've explored them, uh, the use of them in the past on investigations and there have been on some limited occasions uh, instances where the information does seemingly defy normal explanations mm-hmm. um not bad i mean it's it's so, so you know yeah, you know it, it that's the thing you, you want to look at you say okay i you know i don't believe it you know i understand so many ways that these can be uh i hate the word fake but but, but influenced that's a good word and um so and then you come up with information like that so that, that makes you you know, look into it a little deeper, at least it should. And, and uh, so that's what it's all about, research, you know, to understand and, and to research. Well, I think you have to understand the fact that, you know, everything from your camcorder to your Ouija board can um, can be used fraudulently and can mislead the investigator. Absolutely. But once you understand that, once you take that, that concept on board and factor in protocols to deal with it, then that then you should be able to construct an experiment to be able to to test the the device or test the the location using the device uh, mm-hmm. and and gain something from it now you may not gain the answers to you know whether we survive death or whether there's a ghost haunting the building, but 
at the at its base level, some of this information provides very interesting psychological uh, information for the investigator. You know, we we neglect the fact often that our team are human beings and that they're susceptible to you know, the influences of the environment, they're susceptible to their own imaginations and desires, that they're susceptible to expectation and belief and the fact that, you know, they're in a haunted house. And one of the things that parasite... Psychology comes in. Yeah, uh, but but one of the things that parasites have always done, um, and we're very grateful to, I mean, this is mainly Anne's role within the team, is we've always taken uh, note of um, the psychology of the team. And we've always studied the team as much as the location. And we've discovered, you know, quite interesting things about ourselves, um, you know, as investigators, about, you know, uh, about the people who are investigating the paranormal. So, you know... That's something that we will be we will be, we actually do consider as part of the course. Uh, I know, and it's it's been interesting to me because I've been exposed to a lot of uh, information from the UK. I mean, Nori Miles. I mean, originally I brought uh, you know uh, Haunted Devon over, who does things one way, and then uh, of course Gavin Cromwell came over after that, and then I I met Nori, and Nori uh, brought David Wells, who was a uh, a medium, and then I had the opportunity to work with Richard Felix, a historian, and then uh, Karen O'Keefe, a, a parapsychologist, and then, of course, Steve Pass and the Ghost Hunter. So I, I got that broad spectrum of uh, the ghost hunting field in, in these visits, and, and I think that's kind of what I want to do, is to share information, and I think this course is going to do that. It will expose uh, uh, Americans to, uh, you know, a British way of doing things and looking at things as a little bit different than the American way. Uh, there are, as I said earlier, there are differences. Uh, they're quite subtle. And <clears throat> what's interesting is a lot of the ideas for ghost hunting, um, I mean, it, it, it's really a British development. I mean, we were, you know, we started looking for ghosts first. Um, the Americans were, I mean, America gave us spiritualism, um, but Britain, I think, contributed ghost hunting. And what's interesting is we exported it to America and there were, you know, there were a number of American spontaneous case investigators, ghost hunters. Um, but then America has, has taken the idea, has developed it. And now in the form of the, the mainstream media with programs like Ghost Hunters and... Uh, Basically, they glamorize it. Yeah, but they've shipped it back. And what's happened now is that British investigators are taking uh, their lead from American television programs. Uh, so it's sort of come back full circle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this is, this is, you know, we will, we will consider the media um, as part of the course. And the influence of the media. But what this is aimed for is somebody who is sitting there thinking, you know, hey, I'd like to be a ghost hunter. I'd like to try this for myself. Right through to people who are, who, you know, well, what can I learn? I've been doing it 20 years. Well, trust me, um, you will learn something. And I hope that Ron and I will learn something from you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's not, I think you, it would be absolutely foolish 
um, and naive to expect that we have all the answers. You know, I say that, you know, I'm perhaps a good ghost hunter because I got to make all my mistakes before the days of social media mm-hmm. um, and before the days of mobile phone cameras. So all of the mistakes that we made are long dead and buried. Um, and also, you know, having been doing it for 30 years, then, you know, I've just made more mistakes than more people than most people. So yeah, I mean, when you came over here last year, I gave I left two magazines for you. One was from this year, that's uh, right, last year, and one was an older one. And I didn't say anything about them at all. And you read them, and you noticed yourself there was a total difference, was there? Absolutely. And if you look at the Parasites website, then one of the things that we've always done is not rewrite history. Um, a lot of people do tend to rewrite the history on the websites, but you'll see. If you go back through through our website, you'll see us uh, extolling the paranormal virtues of light balls, as we used to call them, way back in the late 1990s, when we first encountered orbs. Um, but you'll also hopefully see a progression of, of critical thinking as we explore uh, the anomaly and then try to figure out what it is and hopefully devise experiments and make discoveries. Um, yeah, that's 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 how psychical research. That's how science progresses. We start off with a uh, an experience, a, a new discovery, and then we explore it. You know, we we make uh, you know little baby steps. We don't know the answers. We probably we probably never will know the answers. Well, not in my lifetime or yours, but you know, hopefully, along you know along the way, we can fit a piece into the jigsaw. Um, and amateur investigators, you know, people get very snobby about science and people get, you know, people give academic researchers like uh, Cal, Kieran um, and others, you know, a huge, uh, they raise them up onto a pedestal, onto a dais because they have academic qualifications. And yet they forget that most of science's biggest discoveries have actually come from amateurs. But Amateurs need to, and I've said it many, many times, amateurs can make a huge contribution, but they do need to up the game. Simply going out on a Saturday night, grabbing a few EVPs with your handheld recorder and sticking them on Facebook and saying, you know, this is the demon telling us to off out the building is not is not going to advance research. But amateurs can work to standards to a point where they can actually, you know, impress the the academics who will come along as they've done with astronomy and archaeology and pinch the research and claim the glory for it. Yeah, you know, it, it's so much. It, it's so interesting, and, and I've been so much involved in this lately is is studying why we think and and guess what we do, and and the, uh, there's this one scientist who was doing some research and. What they did is they had a group of students and they would show them two symbols and they would uh, basically identify each of the symbols, uh, which one they would like, which one they didn't like. And they did the whole thing. But there was no right or wrong on this. So no matter what answer they, they, they put in, it was right. And then at the very end, they showed them a uh, white noise uh, screen. So it was just a screen with white noise on it, you know, like on a TV between channels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they asked them if there was anything they saw in it. And, and that, everyone in that group saw nothing in it. But then the next group they brought in, 
and they, they did the same experiment and uh, they randomly made them wrong. So whatever they chose originally, they were wrong for this. And then when they got to the uh, white screen image, every one of them saw something in that image. And the reason why is, is because our brains want order and it wants everything neatly. And when they did a test and they were wrong, it, it messed their brains up. So when they basically got to the thing that they tried to put order to this white noise and they came up with something that in previous things wasn't there. It's absolutely true. And also you have to uh, allow for another phenomenon called group conformity because people want to be part of the experience. So, um, and you find yeah, this they, a lot. They were on... all separate. So they were each, each <coughs> yeah. separated. They were, but, came in as a group, but they were all in their yeah. own little, little booth. But, you know, in, in terms of, for example, group, on a, on, group conformity is, is definitely, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. You know, you see that a lot on a, on a, on a ghost hunt. You'll get uh, the medium will say something that they're, you know, that they can see something or that there's something, uh, you know, over in the corner. And quite quickly, it's almost like a domino um, effect takes over mm -hmm. and people will start to repeat the experience. I remember um, on Most Haunted, they, they used to run EVPs uh, at the start of the program and there used to be four EVPs at the start of the program and they would ask the, the viewers of the program to text in um, what they what they thought the sounds were, you know, the, the EVPs were, and right at the start of the program, they played the four EVPs. Oh, that's cool! And the 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 uh, people's suggestions ran along the bottom of the screen, like a, a sort of scrolling bar. And at, right at the start, they were all pretty random. You know, uh, number one, I heard a girl scream. Number two, I heard a man take get out of here. Number four, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. However, once they started to run the scroll bar that told you what people were suggesting, more and more and more people started to hear what, you know, what, what was being, you know, they'd seen the suggestion. Um, and so they, 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 they fell in line with the idea. And, of course, by the end of the show, surprise, surprise, the majority of people were all hearing the same thing for each of the four you know, That's an interesting uh, experiment, Steve. I'd like to try that on the show sometime. <clears throat> well, it was done. As I say, Most Haunted did it, but it wasn't done as an experiment. Um, yeah, they were doing but it I, I would a... like to do an experiment. I think that's a, it's kind of a cool concept. I know we're, we're coming up to the break right now, but, uh, yeah, I think that's something we ought to look into in the future. And uh, the, old, the old saying that the best EVP is always the one that you tell them what they're about to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but... Well, it's uh, true. Actually, no, it is true. Um, if you tell somebody, you know, what they're, you know, what they're about to hear, if you play the same um, EVP to, in a blind listening test to, you know, a group of people, mm -hmm. and then play this, um, you will get a selection of different responses to, mm -hmm. to what they're hearing. However, if you tell people beforehand what it is, you well, will get well, a very anyways, similar response. I hear the beat, so we have to take so a break. I. So anyways, uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International. We'll be right back after all the messages right here. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. 
the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. and spooky, they all talk gobbly gooky, the Para-X family, the shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal, the topics are abnormal, the Para-X family, they're strange, deranged, unrestrained, so grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous, as we give awards to the Para-X family. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so, Ann, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And cemetery tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. Except so anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron. See you then. By the sound of it, the wheezy beats of Van Helsing's Pacemaker bring us back into part two of Ghost Chronicles International. You're listening to us hopefully live on Togginet, Para-X, the Ghost Channel, and maybe the TuneIn app too. Alternatively, you might not be, you might be listening to us on the podcast, which is available on Togginet or via iTunes. Uh, before the break, Ron and I were droning on about... See you on a big ghost hunter. The course we're bringing to America in September together with yet another huge event we're bringing to America in yeah. September, the Great Paranormal Quiz. Right. Really? Okay. <laughs> Which I just came up with. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, I decided that uh, you know, there's a, a lot of crap that's out there in the... Uh, I didn't, uh, there's a lot of stuff on the, the internet, and I decided that um, I'd take a look at some of the paranormal quizzes that are out there. So, 
I want you and I to take this quiz. We can take it live on. on oh God! And, and we want we want our uh, our friends that are listening to do it as well. Uh, so, anyways, I put the link up there, Steve. So if you can go to that, then we'll take a lot. We'll take a lot, and we'll discuss the questions that we do. I thought this would be uh, kind of unique way of doing it. So, um, let me know when you get to that page, Steve. And, I'm that. Right. So we're going to take this quiz together. Now, this was, okay. I don't know, created in October of 2009. And, make uh, a good ghost so, hunter. Uh, so we, it, it's basically, um, how would you make a good ghost hunter? And I'm curious to see if you would make a good ghost hunter. Uh, you know, so I know, I know I won't be, but that's besides what. So let's start off with the first question, which is, okay. first, first, away. do you believe in ghosts? Ah, now you see, I can't answer yes or no to this. You one. have to. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's no options to this, my friend. It's, there it's, is. There is because there has to be because I believe people see ghosts. No, no, no. No, 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 no. You, I don't care what you believe in. You have to either say yes or no. There, there's no... Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. I can't answer the name. You have to... I 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 have I'll tell you, we'll come, we'll come back to it. Come back, go, go to question two. We'll come back to the first one. All right. Anyways, I put down yes. Okay. 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 Do you know uh, better than to wear perfume, cologne, aftershave, strong yes. self-investigation? Absolutely, yes. Yes. And the reason for that is what, Steve? Because, it, well, in some circumstances odors form a part of the experiences that are reported okay very good very good so would you consider yourself a patient person <laughs> depends on the situation but no? in terms in terms of when i'm investigating yes okay so you have to be you can't backpedal on me yeah, that, i'm not that... backpedaling i'm just giving you a complete answer no, it's not a complete. No, it's not like you have multi choice here. You have a yes. I guess I'm becoming impatient now. Yeah, impatient. <laughs> have you ever watched a paranormal ghost hunting show? And I yeah. bet. Yes. Does that make you a good ghost hunter? That's what I want to find out. I want actually. To if you out. click no for that, you're probably a better ghost hunter. Well, whatever. Have you? Yes. I have too. Okay. Do you remain calm in chaotic situations like it is you've now? Missed, you've missed the question. What? Do you pay? There's one. Do you have good attention to detail? Because you just skipped. Do you own a digital voice recorder? Oh yeah, I missed that. Uh, do you use a digital recorder with an external mic? I own one. Yes. Do you use it? It's not the, the question. The question says, "Do you own a digital oh, voice recorder?" Oh, my bad. I I stand corrected, my friend. See, attention to detail. Once again, I, I, you know, I'm not, not, not big, too big to follow my own sword. Do you remain calm in a chaotic situation like it is now? Extremely calm. So that would be yes. Me too. Yes. Okay. 
Have you read any books or articles on paranormal investigation like Ghost Chronicles or Ghost Today? Yes. Of course. Okay. Do you feel comfortable in the dark? Perfectly comfortable, yes. I do, too. In fact, in, in my house, I turn most of the lights off. I, I like don't like light. Uh, so there you go. Uh, do you, what is it? Do you ever had, what? Have you Have ever you had, had your own personal encounters? There's a good one for you, Steve. Yes. I have, too. I, you know, I, I appreciate your candor now, so, you know, not sidestepping like you usually do. Well, we have talked about it before on the show. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to debunk claims rather than to label each? What is your answer to this, Steve? Oh, I'll have to, let me think about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's see what my score is. Wow! Wow! I'm an expert. Uh, what am I? <laughs> I don't know. Click on it. I didn't click mine. You were asking them. I was just reading them off the screen. Oh, you got to click, oh. click them. Oh, hang on. Okay, hang on. I, I, I'm 10% an expert. I, yeah. I'm so good. 90% newbie. <laughs> what, you're 90% newbie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you get? I don't know. I'm so clear. I'm down to the ninth one. Oh, my God. You're so slow. Hang on. Oh, Oh. it says I'm 10% expert and 90% newbie. See? We're alike, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. (laughs) Don't you love it? Is Is that scored backwards, then? So if I, if I had put that, you know, I believe in orbs and I've never seen ghost hunters, I'd have scored higher. You should have said you believed in orbs because that was the 90% of the question right there. And, um, and, you know, if I'd never read a book and I'd never seen ghost hunters, I'd have got better score. <laughs> wow. So, so, I mean, I have no clue on how they base that or whatever. So it's just simply amazing. Is that another telephone call from the dead? Yeah, I get those all the time. I mean, you know, it's it's the way it is. So, anyways, that that is a a typical quiz off the internet. I mean, there are there are other ones too. There are many out there. And, well, uh, this well, idea of this quiz got me thinking before. I know we spoke very briefly before the show, but one of the things that I, you know I think would be a fun thing to do, um, you know, would be a mega paranormal quiz. Yeah, like, uh, you know, paranormal trivia type thing? Uh, exactly that, because uh, there was, a, there was a, a game that was produced uh, several years ago, and very few copies of it were ever sold. Uh, it was called X's for Unexplained, a board game. Ooh. And it was, it was incredible. And there are 50,000 questions. It's, wow. it's kind of like Trivial Pursuits, but there's 50,000 questions covering a whole raft of paranormal subjects, including... Uh, Stephen Ron is ninety percent newbie. So does is that mean that they don't believe in ghosts? John, the answer to that I said at the start of the quiz. Oh. I absolutely believe people see ghosts. Yeah. Um. So I thought, yeah, you know, a dining with the dead with a mega quiz or uh, team versus team or nation yeah. versus <laughs> nation or me versus you. When we could what? 
<laughs> you dare and to go course, there? Of course, we could have we could have grand prize. Yeah, perhaps the, you dare the, to go there. The winner could have a ghost investigation with Richard Felix, and the runner-up could have two ghost investigations with Richard Felix. Oh, that's nasty. I am only kidding. Richard knows I love him, really. I hope oh, can I just make an announcement for uh, those that may not already know? There was a huge, big announcement made on Facebook as we came just before we came on air. Oh, Do- Dr. Kieran O'Keefe and his lovely wife, Anna, are expecting a little Ghostbuster of their own. Oh, that's cute. Um, so they've made, they've made the announcement public um, just before. Uh, no, we've bagged that name. Um we got that we got there six months before them with a, with the choice of name um but congratulations to Kieran and Anna um and of course if you all head over to their facebook page and frantically click like okay okay excuse me while i go over there no <laughs> it's uh, so yeah this is this is actually pretty cool we will be uh uh definitely doing that when you come over here in the fall uh you know, find a location, and and we will maybe we'll do it by teams or something, which would be kind of cool. And well, it'd be we best than last year's cheating effort with the competitive ghost hunt with America so badly rigged. Oh, they but, gave Team GB oh, no chance, and yet we still managed to win. Excuse me, I, I, I'm sorry. Who won that one? Uh, well, uh, on, on the night, on the well, actually, on the night, if you recall. Um, Team America were given the judges' vote, but Team GB got the popular vote from the participants. Yeah, so I popular vote don't count, though. It's always about the judges. Well, the, well yeah, but the participants <laughs> were the ones who were actually <laughs> doing so, it. Well, again, Parsons. They said our methods were better. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. we weren't we were making, changing the rules. I'm telling you, it's just your accent. Listen, listen. I remember what happened on the North Bridge. I we haven't forgotten. It was an ancestor of mine on that bridge. Yeah. Sure. What, Captain Parsons? Yeah. I say, lay down your arms, you damn Yankees. Damn rebels, sorry. <laughs> That's what he said. Well, we, we are Yankees. Actually, we could. That would be civil war. You know that that could be. Uh, I'd love to recreate that. The um, because the North Bridge at Concord uh, Mass, which was the site of one of the very first firefight skirmishes of the American War of Independence between a British redcoat uh, detachment commanded by a Captain Parsons. Um, the bridge is still haunted. It's said to be haunted by the uh, massacred, badly massacred uh, British soldiers. That's good. So, fight so maybe we could do. Um, I'm sure you're aware of the Singapore theory, which Taps called their idea of dressing up and recreating a past event hello, to see if you. Hello, Richard Felix, and I did that a long time ago. Yeah, and so did we, but we didn't call it the Singapore theory. We just no, called no, it. I, I call we, it the Felix Feeler. And we just called it dressing up. Um, but nonetheless, it, we could return to the North Bridge at the Manse at Concord and dress you up as a Yankee, as a an, as an American colonial. Yeah, I, I'm. I should be and doing. Shoot you. Big, big event uh, the other summer, so I don't know if that was going to fly. So, 
Okay. It was just an opportunity for me to shoot at you. Yeah, well, that ain't happening. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near you. But anyway, <laughs> I, I thought we would give uh, some of the listeners uh, a little taste of this uh, quiz oh, game that you're thinking uh, about. Okay, all right then. Just, <clears> just a little. We don't want to give... All right, I'll give them, we'll, we'll give them three questions. I'll draw them entirely at random from the psychical research section. Psychical first, okay. Well, as I said, there's lots of different sections in this in this uh, game. Victorian medium Daniel Douglas Hume would astound seance goers by a rotating his head through 360 degrees. Ooh, I like b, that. One. Making himself eight inches taller or shorter. Ooh. Or c, causing an apparition of a Welsh blacksmith to appear from his mouth. Get out! Are you kidding me? Well, which one I was hope, it? Was it A, hope, rotating hope, his head a full 360 degrees? Oh, crap. I was hoping it was a black... B, no. making... No, I haven't given you the answers. Oh, B, oh. making himself eight inches taller or shorter, or C, causing the apparition of a Welsh blacksmith to appear from his mouth. I want that Welsh blacksmith. I'm rooting for that, so I'm going to... Yeah, finish. so do I, but the actual answer is B. He would appear to be taller or shorter. Oh, damn. Hey, you know that actually happened to me in an investigation. We were on Wood Island what, Lighthouse. produced a Welsh blacksmith from your mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, boy. Oh. Did he talk in a proper Welsh accent then? But uh, the interesting thing about it is, is during an investigation at Wood Island, there was uh, a gentleman with us, uh, a member of a team, Thermal Dam, and we were doing a uh, – and Maureen was doing a connection with him. And, and while that happened, he appeared to get taller, which is kind of interesting. Um, so there was, I, I have heard of that before, so I don't know if it was real or just optical illusion, but it was certainly interesting. So anyways, give us another. Are you cool. ready for your next question? Okay. This is one for, I, I told, uh, one is cause I'm only a, 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 a 10% expert as you know, okay. the ghosts of the crew of flight 401 appeared 20 times to passengers a on the same route as the doom flight 401 B on other aircraft repaired with parts from flight 401 or C on flights with one or more 401 survivors on board. I can actually tell you that one because that's in my book goes today. So I, I know that one. I'm very familiar with that case. Go on then. It's uh they, they actually uh, use the parts of the plane. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's the 90, that 10% of the being an expert that, you know, it wasn't my 90% new spirit on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, right, you want one more? Yeah, three. We said three. Okay, there we go then. And this is kind of current too. So uh, Swedish, the Swedish uh, Swede Friedrich Jürgensen recorded birdsong in a countryside. On playing back the recording, there was a Norwegian voice talking about A, the lifestyle of birds. B, Viking bloodletting rituals. Mm. C, a 19th century murderess. Ooh. What's the choices again? Uh, the lifestyle of birds. Yeah. Viking bloodletting rituals. Spooky, Ooh. you got the right answer to the last one. And uh, C, a 19th century murderess. Ooh. Sweet Friedrich Jürgensen recording birdsong in the countryside playing back the recording and there was you know, you know I know this story and, and I know, remember that's he, well he, Jürgensen of course is one of the early pioneers of uh, EVP so. 
But interesting, I never knew what the voice was saying, because huh? we always just talked about it. We never did. Ooh, there's so many good choices, but I'm always good for a, a bloodletting, so I'm going to go for the bloodletting. And you'd be wrong. Good. <laughs> Correct answer. In actual I, fact, the, I'm this... I'm maintain my newbie status. Ah, well, in actual fact, um, yes, he did record a Norwegian voice talking about the lifestyle of birds, but the first recording was actually the voice he claimed to be of his dead father. Oh. And then later of his deceased wife. Yeah. Uh, this this was came out later, the bird song one. Wow, that's interesting. So this is what we got to think about. We're going to do this this fall, and I'm really excited about that. But it's not just about ghosts and stuff we can do there's going to be ufos there's going to be cryptozoology there's going to be well that's right up spooky's alley a whole raft of different paranormal stuff right so i'm excited about that and that'll be a lot of fun and and i'm sure there'll be a spirit there as well i hope so on the table in glasses (laughs) (laughs) all you've got to do now is we've got to think of a prize oh i'll get a bunch of prizes we'll have different prizes cool yeah, not a problem at all. So I'm, I'm excited about that. So anyways, um, as I as mentioned earlier in the show, so this is all coming up this fall. You, you will be doing a, a module thingy. So you want to be a ghost hunter for lack of a better name right now. Um, well, no, that, that is its name. <laughs> well, it's not going to be its name. It'll be so you want to be a ghost hunter subtitle. And then, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. just so we make it a little different. Yeah. Um, Actually, should it be like a pet catering for the Americans? Should it be so y'all want to be a ghost hunter? So y'all? We no. <laughs> no. Why not? That's how Americans speak. Isn't it? Down, so. so y'all want to be a ghost hunter? So you want to be a wicked ghost hunter, huh? No. So y'all want to be a ghost hunter? No, that's that's down south. We are not down south. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> I like that. So y'all want to be a ghost? Actually, I think that's what we should call it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Oh, come on. You've got to admit that was a good one. Yeah. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Yeah, so so we're going to be doing that thing, whatever that is. And uh, then we'll do trivia night as well. So and, be... and let's not forget, of course, Spirit Quest. Yeah, I'm not going to go in too much because we haven't got t- tickets no, on sale. We we're, we're be... just, just, just touch on the fact that it, it's there. Yep, it'll be uh, September, what, 19th to the 21st, I believe? Uh, hang on a minute. That's all right, 19th to the 21st, it's going to yeah, be... Yeah, and so, you wanna be, so y'all want to be a ghost hunter, it's the following weekend? Yeah, uh, me, yeah uh, maybe, no. Thank Not you, Spooky, I thought it was good too. No, <laughs> no, no. So anyways... Uh, that will be coming up, so uh, that's exciting too. And, and it's going to be uh, a neat spirit quest this year, uh, totally unique from the other ones. Uh, and uh, so I'm really excited about that as well. So, be the first spirit quest. Yeah. So, y'all want to be a ghost hunter? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I like that. I think that's what we're going to I'm going to rename all the slides later. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I will be using shooting at you. And, uh, well, I've also got to say, I've also got to say that um, we're, the the way it'll be run will be using very advanced technology. Um, Ooh, forget very- these, oh. forget these old ways of doing PowerPoint presentations. Um, yeah. We're going to be we're going to be bringing some Brit twenty first century tech to be holographic. doing. It. it might be holographic. 
We'll, we'll have a holograph of Karen O'Keefe? Well, no. <laughs> we don't want to frighten people too much. Anyway, uh, we're running out of time. So I, I did want to mention. Yeah, uh, thank God. <laughs> interesting, though, uh, I, I've been getting more and more involved. Once again, as I early, mentioned earlier in the show about psychology and, and ghost hunting and stuff we do. And, and I mentioned that experiment. And, and the other thing is the, the God factor, you know, the, the, you know, people who believe in, in God and so forth. And uh, I found that really interesting. It, would you think that animals believe in God? Um, Even the most intelligent ones. I can't answer that question. Why not? I mean, you can guess. I mean, just guess. It's I, I wouldn't even like to hazard a guess. Um, what's interesting, though, if we, if, if I can turn it around slightly. Um, yeah. Y'all want to be a wicked good ghost hunter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, thanks, Spooky. I like that one even better. So y'all want to be a wicked good ghost hunter? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's getting more like lizard lick towing tonight. Um, <clears throat> anyway, what's interesting so... is that researchers have discovered, um, archaeologists, anthropologists have discovered that uh, our early ancestors, Neanderthals, uh, and early ho- uh, Homo well, sapiens, and they did actually have religious beliefs. So yeah. it does seem to be something that's endemic. Now, whether um, you know whether it, uh, some of the higher life forms like dolphins or, or the apes have a concept of creation and a greater being. I, I'm, I'm sure well, somebody, someone will have considered it. Let me address that question. Go on. You've and, obviously got. It was, there's an actually a guy that's been studying this for for years and years, and uh, with the primates. And uh, highly intelligent. I mean, they they can do a lot of things. They can use tools. They can learn. They can do a lot of things that we can do. And so they were wondering if, you know, they would believe in God, if they believe there is greater consciousness. So they did a simple experiment, which was, was kind of interesting, in that uh, they gave the, uh, the primate, uh, uh, they put a pair of gla- blue glasses on them, and the, basically, they were sunglasses, and they could he could see fine, right? And then he gave them a yellow pair of glasses, and the yellow pair they were blacked out in the inside, so he couldn't see anything. So he had two people sit on the couch, and uh, there was a yellow line that the ape could not go over, but he could point to the person, and um, the person would give him food. Okay. Okay. So. The two people uh, put on the glasses, one blue, one yellow. One could see, one could not. So the ape, instead of going to the, the blue one that could definitely see him, uh, he just randomly went to people. He, he didn't understand the concept of consciousness of the person doing the feeding. So that was a really interesting thing. They weren't aware of consciousness, so uh, even aware that um, other people could see them, basically. So it was kind of an interesting aspect. And the other one was, in in humans, uh, they took a group of children, and they put two boxes and put a ball in one box. And then they told them that the... uh, 
God, uh, I don't know, good fairy Mary, uh, would let them know by a sign if they were correct or wrong. And they told this to a group of children. And uh, when the person touched, the child touched the box where the ball was not in, the light in the room would flicker. And then, uh, so that was the concept that God was given a sign. So it was interesting that uh, children up to four, even though they noticed the light blinking, it didn't influence the decision at all. It's only when they grew over four that they were able to understand that this was a symbol from the, their fairy god that this was the wrong answer. So I thought it was kind of interesting. I, I, there's more and more of this, and, and, and there's a lot more we'll have to talk about some other time. And maybe I'll get somebody on the show, too, about it. But we've got to run it up. It's about uh, 15 seconds left. So, Steve, I, I want to thank you so much for not telling me if you believe in ghosts or not. I appreciate that. <laughs> And if you, if you're a monkey or not, God, uh, God bless, and uh, we'll speak to you next week. God bless you all. God bless y'all. God bless all you all y'all wicked good ghost hunters. There you go. It's been a wicked good day, and (laughs) thank you so much for being on the show and listening in today. And uh, tune in next week. Who we have? Who, Steve? I don't know yet. I thought you told me. I've forgotten. Oh, I did too. Good night, y'all. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. <laughs>